Hello, friends. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Schoolyard Podcast, brought to you by School Specialty. I'm your host, Nancy Chung, a fun loving teacher and content creator, also known as Fancy Nancy and Fifth on social media, and I'm thrilled that you're here. A special shout out to School Specialty, who offers essential educational supplies and complete learning environment solutions to help you transform more than classrooms. This is the Schoolyard Podcast, a podcast by educators for educators where the magic of learning unfolds. Physical well being is crucial for teachers and students alike as it directly impacts their overall performance and productivity. When teachers are healthy, they can effectively engage with their students and create a positive learning environment. Similarly, when students are physically fit, they can concentrate better and actively participate in classroom activities. In this episode, our guest Maya Evans and I will be discussing the benefits of physical wellness for teachers and students. Maya is a certified school psychologist, a personal trainer, and CEO and founder of Mental and Muscle. Welcome to the schoolyard, Maya. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here today. Would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your business with the coolest name, Mental and Muscle? Yes. Yeah, so thank you for your introduction. Mental and Muscle is all about increasing our mental and physical well-being. So anything that you could think of, I'm pretty much involved in that. So myself as a certified school psychologist, um, mind body wellness coach, as well as personal trainer, group fitness instructor. I found myself at a crossroads because I'm very interested. I have a passion for both mental health and physical health. And in our industries today, it's very much a divide. You have good mental health. You're so focused on that. You don't take time for yourself or you're good with your physical health, but maybe your mental health is struggling. And I found this need for um promotion and education around the importance of both simultaneously, not just one or the other. And so that's where my platform brand and now business has became came about. Mm -hmm. I go around doing right now, focus on really education on this concept of the importance of both mental and physical wellness, how they both interact with each other, and really educating people on how to get started on finding a balance in well-being between both. And I have been for several years now involved in both as a certified school psychologist, started off working for the school districts, and am now in private practice, and then also going into community spaces, gyms, and online spaces for physical well-being as well. Um, but beyond that, I have been an athlete myself for since I can remember, honestly, as a kid. You know, there are kids watching cartoons, wake up and watch cartoons. I would wake up and watch, I guess what you'd now consider like hit and boot camp exercises. <laughs> I would watch those as a kid on, on the TV screen. I guess that was an indication of just how much I really enjoy wellness. It's been a part of my life um, as a kid. My parents both were runners. Mm -hmm. So I went on for about a decade to run track competitively and now do strength and conditioning exercises myself, as well as training for particularly athletes, current mm -hmm. youth athletes that want to gain um, strength and speed development. So just a little bit about me and wow. where that love for fitness really came in. Mm -hmm. 
Well, there has been so much emphasis on social emotional learning in schools. Um, there's a huge emphasis on like the mental health and the whole emotional well-being. How does physical activity and exercise contribute to that? Yes, very important. I mean, the two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that now in this statistics will show that there's less than a quarter of people, our general population that are getting the physical exercise or just movement that they need daily. Um, we are in this generation that we can get everything come instantly. We can, with a click of a button, we aren't getting as much movement in throughout the day that we need. Um, a lot of us have these sedentary lifestyles without even realizing it because we're sitting for eight, up to eight hours a day, right. especially mm -hmm. those in school. Mm -hmm. So students, they're being adapted to these sedentary lifestyles and without even really knowing that that's what's setting them up to be comfortable at for mm -hmm. sitting for up to eight hours a day. And they're just doing what they're told. But then that behavior, learned behavior over several mm -hmm. years of schooling translates as an adult to I'm comfortable with just sitting here, uh, maybe a with a desk job and, and not mm -hmm. getting up because I've been adjusted to that um, mm -hmm. throughout the school day. And so it impacts students, it impacts teachers as well that may be sitting or just not even getting outside of the, of the classroom, not getting mm -hmm. sunlight. I know that was a big thing being in the school oh, setting, yeah. not getting enough sunlight throughout the mm -hmm. day. And um, for those that have sedentary lifestyles, depression is mm -hmm. a is, is significantly more likely uh, when mm -hmm. you're not getting that movement because you have the going into a little bit of psychology behind it, lower mm -hmm. dopamine levels where you don't have that excited, you don't get excited, you aren't motivated mm -hmm. as much as someone that would can get that natural dopamine from movement and exercise. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, as you're talking, yeah, I was as you're talking, I'm thinking of like during the pandemic when we had virtual learning and kids were just in front of the screen and they were just sitting yeah. at home. And so teachers were focusing so much on like the mental health, but I think the physical health was kind of being neglected and forgotten. Yeah. And it's and it's interlaced. So you can do, you can sit here and we can talk about mental health and but if you aren't also getting the movement in and also feeling good about yourself physically, it can translate back over to the low self-esteem or mm -hmm. uh, just not feeling confident about where you are, not feeling healthy, not feeling like you're getting, maybe not getting enough sleep or just different things like that, that mm -hmm. come with the physical health side of things. Right. Sitting here going guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> no, I trust me. I worked in the schools too, and I and it didn't. Yeah, I remember. I'll never forget when one of my teachers came to me and was like, "My, you're not seeming like yourself." Um, and uh -huh. I was. It was a wake up call to me, mm -hmm. being in the schools, and I was like, "It's I'm not getting sunlight. I've been trapped in this room." As a school mm -hmm. psychologist, you're oh, have yeah. a little to no no space in your classroom or in your office if you get one. And it was just seeing, I couldn't even notice because you get, you're just doing as you're supposed to. I'm sitting there on the computer. I'm typing up reports. Right. Teachers are sitting in their classrooms, students sitting in the classroom. And we're not seeing why and we're having these issues with our mm -hmm. physical and mental mm -hmm. health. Yeah. What are some effective strategies or interventions that can be implemented to, to promote physical well-being among 
not just students, but teachers as well? Yeah, well, so there's a lot of talk around it, right? There's a lot of talk around <laughs> yes. you need to be more physical. You need to go exercise. You need mm-hmm. to go do this for your mental health, go do self-care. Mm-hmm. But about 65% of us need visual learning. We need to be shown what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so that aspect I feel like is missing in a practical way. And we're told, mm-hmm. yeah, go, you know, work out for an hour at the gym. For some mm-hmm. people, that's not feasible for right. several different reasons, for time, for money, mm-hmm. um, location of the gym. And so what I really talk to people about is meeting them where they're at, which is hard in the school setting, right? Because you have a class of several different students coming from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but just getting students to think and have examples of ways that we can practice better physical well-being. And maybe that means starting in the classroom. So one thing I like to do is go around and teaching seated stretches, starting there with seated stretches, things that the teacher can can do, teach the students, Mm -hmm. and then the students can do at any time during the classroom, during during Mm -hmm. class. And it's not disruptive to everyone else. You're not getting out of your seat. Little Mm -hmm. things like moving your head, your neck, side to side. I go through a whole like full body stretch Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. is one and those can be translated to sitting at home and anything like that but beyond that we would love for opportunities to get out of the chair and whether that's five minute movement breaks by mm-hmm. the teachers and that can be movement can be you're picking up things in the classroom but emphasizing that as and making that connection that that's what we're doing is we're getting this movement and not just I want you to clean the classroom but I right. want this to be an opportunity to get up out of our seats, Mm -hmm. to get some movement in. Um, That's another one. Dancing is another practical. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) We have like quick little dance breaks in in, my class. Yeah, quick little dance breaks, especially for the young ones, the young Uh kids. Um, But even now, I mean, some of the teachers could do like, you know, we could have a TikTok break with some of the older kids. They're sitting (laughs) Uh around. I know in high school, I couldn't turn a corner without getting caught in a TikTok. <laughs> like the TikTok challenge, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even so that, that's a form of movement. Um, uh-huh. One thing I did during the pandemic, since the kids were at home, was start kind of like a, a group fitness online. And mm-hmm. with the students, teachers were available to attend. A couple, I even saw some parents in the background of, of some of these, and they would be we had a couple of times we had it during school, but sometimes it'd be after school where uh-huh. um, I would teach just some, some workout about 30 minutes, nothing uh-huh. long, nothing too intense, but it would be enough. What the recommendation is, is to get that, mo- that moderate to um, more high exercise where it's getting your mm-hmm. heart rate beating mm-hmm. from more than just a sedentary or resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would lead that mm-hmm. over the pandemic just to, teach them you can you can get a good workout in mm-hmm. the minimum 30 minutes a day right. from mm-hmm. home with no equipment and it be impactful so i think we also have this idea especially with social media that we need to be in the gym pumping iron for an, two hours at a time <laughs> and it's more so for the aesthetic because you want to look a certain way and we've mm-hmm. forgotten past the just basic that you need to work out in some form for mm-hmm. your health and well-being Mm-hmm. And so emphasizing that in the classroom with just little different dance breaks, mm-hmm. workout breaks, you can lead with some jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. I like to have kids take breaks with jumping jacks. Okay, now do sit down and up from your chair. That's a squat. 
mm. you know, just sitting down mm-hmm. and up in the chair gives you guidance to, you know, don't have to have a full form of doing it without the chair, but just sitting down and up, that's getting a squat, mm-hmm. um, doing a plank hold, just little, little things that mm-hmm. can foster some more movement in the classroom. I like the fact that you're mentioning these intentional movement in the classroom. Um, I know some teachers have like the stand-up desks. And so, yeah. it, you know, so they're not just sitting down and like slouching all day. I know um, some, some not just teachers, but some people who work at home, they have those treadmill things, you know, that are yeah, attached to Yeah, yeah, that's desk. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would be so distracted. Like, I, I would be like falling off, like, you know, rolling off the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. So, as much yeah. as I love exercise and working out, this the treadmill desk didn't work mm-hmm. out for me. I did try it a little bit. And uh, it or like, the bikes, the stationary bikes with the, the you know. Bikes. I just, there's too much going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take my breaks. I like the movement breaks more so. Right. Now, I know your uh, Instagram handle is mental and muscle. Do you share yeah. any of these uh, activities or ideas for these little movements on on social media? So I need to do a better job at sharing. Them. <laughs> I do it more so in my workshops and when I go around because I'm, mm-hmm. I like to be very intentional about um, I'm going to a specific school. I'm going to a specific business and I like it to be tailored to the information to be tailored to that audience but on my instagram is more so uh different exercises to do different mindset practices mm-hmm. um in the classroom setting i will definitely mm-hmm. be sure to add more of those onto yeah. my page i'm um, requesting yeah i'm making that yeah, request. we're requesting a- <laughs> yeah. if you do that on instagram and even tiktok i'll tell all of my yeah. followers and all my friends like follow mental I and muscle <laughs> you know, like the whole stretching and movement while sitting down, like, as yeah. you were saying that I was like, Oh, yeah, I could be like rolling my shoulders, you, you know, forward and back. Shoulders. And- yeah. You uh-huh. can also um, our hamstrings and all the way down to our calves can get really tight from mm-hmm. sitting our hip flexors. So just driving the knee up at a 90 mm-hmm. degrees, get into the hip flexor, um, mm-hmm. doing different cat like calf raises from your seat just mm-hmm. things like that, that because mm-hmm. the lower body gets very, very tight. Also your back as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. doing anything, those shoulder rolls, bring the arm across the chest mm-hmm. different stretches wow. that you can do seated. Yeah. Um, and for students who have a hard time focusing, you know, mm-hmm. that like, you know, with yes. you know, attention deficit issues, that would be very helpful. Again, a positive and yeah. intentional movement. Yes. Uh huh. Now at our school, we did this thing uh, a couple of years ago. We titled it "Feed Your Soul." Instead of a staff meeting, our principal said, "Okay, sign up for you know a station or a group that you want." So there were um, there was a group of teachers that went walking around our track. So if you wanted to go on a walk, they went on a walk. And we have a teacher who was a yoga instructor, and so there was one group who did yoga in one of the classrooms. Oh, that's one of the classrooms. That. Yeah, one of the classrooms. They said they just want to listen to music and relax. So they turned down the lights, like lit a candle and they just listened to music and they were just relaxing. Gosh, if we had some kind of a community, like even online community that led weekly or, you know, like maybe more frequent Mm -hmm. uh, activities like that, like doing like an like an IG live. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Live with mental muscle. muscle I may have to start this. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. I'm up for this challenge because Again, very unique and a there's lot a of need yeah there's a huge need and especially mm-hmm. with just now I feel like a lot of the information that comes from social media platforms is mm-hmm. more just like you know self hashtag self-care mm-hmm. let's take a bath let's yeah. go with a book which is great those are mm-hmm. great self-care 
but I also talk about the importance of self-development, which is something mm -hmm. that you're actively taking the steps to learn and grow within mm -hmm. yourself versus something that's more of, it can become like an avoidance to what really the work that really needs to be done. So I'd like to right, add right. both the care and development mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Now, I know my number one excuse is I don't have time or mm -hmm. I'm too tired. <laughs> and I know that like if I was more physically fit, I would be less tired. <laughs> and I know that, you know, if I have 30 minutes to scroll on TikTok, you know, I have 30 yes, minutes to go have. on a walk, you know. <laughs> well, luckily, yes. my dog requires me to go on walks like, like, you know, like morning walks and evening walks. So that's one thing. But how can educators effectively incorporate physical wellness into their personal lives while balancing their demanding work schedule. You have any tips on that? Yes. Yeah, so just like you said, starting with what you can do with the time you already have and the things you're already doing. So you're already having to walk that dog mm -hmm. in the morning, kind of making it more intentional though, uh, with a time I'm going to walk the dog at X, Y, Z time uh, every day and just getting into mm -hmm. that routine. The more you can make this healthy lifestyle, wellness, physical wellness, a routine, the better. Mm -hmm. And it becomes mm -hmm. part of your lifestyle. So for teachers in particular, I know we have, we're lucky you get your mm -hmm. lunch break, being intentional about going outside mm -hmm. for that lunch break, um, walking, even if it's just walking to your car, that's all you have time for, go outside, get a little bit of that vitamin D, because that's a mm -hmm. whole nother area is the nutrition of physical well wellness, right? Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, the we other guilty part. get into that right now. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> We'll save that another time, but uh, <laughs> but for teachers in particular, making use of that lunch break if you can, and and setting that boundary, right? I think that's a mm -hmm. that's a difficult thing for teachers is setting boundaries because teachers are very empathetic. Mm -hmm. They want to they get the what we call compassion fatigue, wanting to help everyone. You get into the profession because you want to help mm -hmm. the next generation, and mm -hmm. so that age old saying of you know. You can't pour from an empty cup and having to mm. do little things to to pour within your cup is only going to make your you a better teacher mm -hmm. um, prevent burnout which is a, a big thing it's imperative that teachers can find the time for that walk find the time for a 30 minute some type of exercise and mm -hmm. that can be a dance it can be zumba it can be a mm -hmm. uh, boxing class mm -hmm. and getting into that routine of that getting a group of teachers to do to do so um having holding each other accountable can only help increase the effectiveness of that mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. starting where you can and getting rid of the ideal that i need to work out to look a certain way mm -hmm. start off with i need to work out to feel a certain right. way and feel emotionally better, mm -hmm. cognitively and physically. Um, I know, I know with uh, physical wellness, we talked a lot about like physical activity and exercise. Yeah. I would love to pick your brain more, maybe in a later episode about yeah. nutrition, nutrition and, and sleep too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would make it a habit of going around and asking teachers, have you eaten today? Did you eat? Uh uh, yeah. Have you had any water today? Uh-huh. Um, oh. did you sleep? How was your sleep last night? Mm -hmm. And just that awareness, because I feel like teachers don't even realize they've gone the whole day without eating anything. Right. <laughs> they've gone the whole day without picking up their water. Mm -hmm. uh, they were yeah. up last night, late last night grading. And mm -hmm. just those are 
different parts of that physical Aspects, wellness, yeah. again, yeah. beyond just exercise, finding, making that, I like to say making time, because it's hard mm-hmm. to like, oh yeah, I'm just going to find, I'm going to wait around for it. But I say make. We have time. to, yeah, Actively absolutely. Mm-hmm. Trying to implement mm-hmm. these things that only help you in the long run, only helps you for your students mm-hmm. and for yourself. Is there something teachers can do for students to spark their lifelong love of physical well-being? Yes. So I don't want to put this all on teachers. I think the best way is having that whole community approach. So I would love if some teachers were to assign this as homework or whatever you may say, that maybe with your family member exploring one way to get some exercise in and having to document, maybe write about it, take a picture. Um, so that incorporates the family as well. Because again, we talk about what we do in the school, but then if they're going home to a lifestyle that doesn't support healthy physical well-being, it's not going to stick for the long run. So what teachers could do is really getting the family, parent, caregiver involved in exploring their mm-hmm. interests for physical well-being. And that also allows for that unique approach within the home setting and not always having to take up the extra time in the school. Mm-hmm. Cause I know teachers are already stressed mm-hmm. for time and getting through the lesson. And that can be different activities mm-hmm. and they come back and report. So it's also other students learning what other students may do at home for interest in physical activities. Um, Maybe it could also be exploring different healthier food options, maybe Mm -hmm. going home, finding, okay, what's something that you could eat instead of that bag of chips, just different explorations and Mm -hmm. again, getting to that practical piece of it Mm -hmm. being intentional on changing and improving their physical well-being. Then when you mentioned their family members and caregivers and and also their friends, uh, encouraging them to find accountability groups. Yes, right. Because yes. I, I that's what I always need. I need somebody to say like, "Hey, let's go work out," or "Hey, let's go, let's go do this." Yeah, finding yeah. that. Too. And that's why I love doing group mm-hmm. group fitness and just mm-hmm. having a unified group and like you say, accountability. We're mm-hmm. all in this together. We're all again. We're not all coming from the same background, not coming at the same fitness level, but we're all able to do this together is important, especially with students and they are dependent on Mm -hmm. their family and caregivers. So Mm -hmm. let's all work together for this area of making our lifestyles healthy. And it only helps the parents and caregivers as well. Mm -hmm. Maya, you mentioned something about meet yourself where you're at. How do you know where you're at? Like if somebody were to ask me, I'm like, um, I think I'm a certain way. I know one time I did like a wee fit test yes. and it told me I was obese and that kind of put me oh into a little bit of a depression. <laughs> so how does one know like where they're at? Kind of some self-assessment is, and it's misleading because I'll use an example as having ran track, right? Ran track. What do we do for each race? We all start at the same point and we all start in the same point in the line. And so it's very misleading in thinking that we're all going into this at the same starting point, into our health journey, into our mental health journey. And 
knowing when I say meet yourself where you are, that's knowing that we aren't all starting at the same starting point. We all come from different backgrounds and different experiences that have gotten us to this point where where we are mentally or physically and being comfortable with that, being okay with that. And because a lot of people will be in denial of where they are. And the first step is that acceptance of this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of former athletes and an issue with them, a concern of theirs is that they're not at that same point that they were, mm -hmm. whether they were in a high school athlete, a mm -hmm. collegiate athlete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of us were, did some type of sport. Yeah, in, we call it the school. Al Bundy moment. Like always, like <laughs> you're probably too young for you know to know that, I but like not know what that yeah, is. <laughs> like, I know. Oh gosh, <laughs> kind of like it's always okay. like living. Yeah, the glory days of high school, and you know, just mm -hmm. kind of yeah, you know. So <laughs> yeah, so I say okay, we've got to meet ourselves where we're at. We are not back in high school when we're at our prime, our college mm -hmm. at our prime physical. You have to meet yourself where you are at now as an adult, knowing that I'm not going to have that same energy and, you know, flexibility that I did when I was a kid, but getting to where I can now. And so just your original question of how to determine that the best and most accurate way would be with a professional in either the physical or mental health space, but doing some self-assessments of just what it when you're sitting down and noticing is, is something aching is something popping um mm -hmm. is it harder for me to get up am i feeling when i'm walking through the school am i feeling winded and that can be a baseline to where you want to get to a point where i'm not winded when i walk mm -hmm. up the three floors to or the three floors to my apartment Mm -hmm. um, using those more practical baselines versus if we aren't able to go to see a professional um, starting with that. And then mentally, it would be having awareness of the certain thoughts that you're having, the certain emotions that you're having. And maybe it was, do you want to start off with, I was feeling when I was scrolling on TikTok, Instagram, and I find myself feeling like I'm comparing myself, feeling bad about where my body is and working through some of those self-esteem, confidence, increasing that. And then now when I'm scrolling, I don't feel like I'm comparing as much. I feel like I'm more inspired mm -hmm. by these people on, on Instagram versus feeling threatened by them. Mm -hmm. And that those can be more practical baselines and, and yeah. examinations for yourself. I started out the episode feeling very guilty, but now I'm feel <laughs> I feel very motivated and inspired. Yes, yes. As you're talking, I'm like, what are some small ways I can make adjustments to my daily, like you know, like teaching yeah. hours? Um, I teach on the second floor, and I'm very guilty of taking the elevator because we have an elevator at yes, the end of the way. Those stairs. Right. <laughs> I will go up and down the stairs as unless I'm carrying something heavy. I of will uh, make that pledge to take the stairs more often. Um, that, yes. I think that's one way. <laughs> yes, that, okay, is, so, that is one. Or another yeah. one that I would mm -hmm. do when I was working in schools is instead of calling uh, mm -hmm. another teacher or calling to get the student, I would go walk mm -hmm. to the, mm -hmm. the other teacher's classroom or okay. walk to go get the student. Just adding that mm -hmm. the walking movement also steps, yeah. helps the right. steps in. 
right, Maya, we have a segment on our podcast called Tag Your It, where our listeners write in with the questions for us to answer, for uh, the host and the guest to answer. Today's question comes from Steve H. And the quest, uh, the first question is, what are some things you do on your own personal time for your physical well-being? What is a favorite physical activity that you do? Yes, a favorite physical activity that I do has to be strength training. Uh, there was a time when I was called number 11. I was in track team mm -hmm. and I was called number 11. We didn't have numbers, but we would all like to choose our own numbers. And mine mm -hmm. was given to me as 11 because mm -hmm. I just had these stick legs. And oh. so I, just, <laughs> uh -huh. I just had these little stick legs in freshman year of high school. And mm -hmm. for me, being able to just really, again, beyond the aesthetics, Yes, I've built some nice leg muscles now. Can't call me number 11 now, but it was just um, beyond that is just feeling so empowered every time I'm able to pick up some weights and it's taken a while to be able to do so correctly. Mm -hmm. So being able to you know do some with proper form, mm -hmm. but I would say that strength training mm. and lifting weights is a very exciting thing I like to do for my physical well-being, but more on a just daily more practical thing is walking mm -hmm. and taking every opportunity like today I was going from the mall to another location and it was about half a mile mm -hmm. and I decided to walk versus mm -hmm. to drive over there mm -hmm. and taking the stairs and I do mm -hmm. I'm very noticeable of that and like okay then I'm getting my extra steps in so I would say I also enjoy just finding little ways to make changes and add that walking component. Oh, great. And uh, you kind of touched up on this before uh, earlier. Did you always love PE? You said you were that kid who always liked that physical activity. Yes, I always liked physical activity. And I was <laughs> reflecting on this. I do have a picture in elementary school, my PE teacher and I were like the very, very close because I would just go take off running. And I would mm -hmm. be ready for to help them set up any physical activity we had for the day. Mm -hmm. um, so overall, yes, I definitely was that kid that loved PE and still <laughs> that kid that or mm -hmm. adult now, <laughs> the mm -hmm. inner child in me still mm -hmm. um, gets excited over you know group fitness class where I get to mm -hmm. look back to that PE in that group setting. That's great. Well, thank you so much for motivating me personally. And I know all of our listeners will be very motivated to get out there and, and uh, implement a lot of these uh, uh, little activities and uh, intentional movements that you discussed. Great. Yeah. And if people wanted to find out more about uh, your business, yes. uh, Mental and Muscle, uh, where can they go? Yes. So you can email me if you have a direct inquiry. Uh, Maya at mentalandmuscle.com. It's also, if you're more comfortable sending me a DM on Instagram as well, that is possible or LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Maya, for being on our show. Um, we feel very motivated. So everyone, <laughs> let's get out there and start walking. <laughs> yes, right. just start where you're at. That's all. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be, <laughs> you know, uh, a ninja warrior like you're. <laughs> Go climb a <laughs> wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but just start, start, somewhere. start right. somewhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Prioritizing physical and emotional well-being is essential for both teachers and students. 
By incorporating healthy habits into their daily lives, they can create a positive and productive learning environment. Thank you for joining us for the eighth episode of the Schoolyard Podcast. Remember to pack your curiosity and meet us back in the schoolyard for our next episode. Tag, you're it. Now it's your turn to write in with a question, which we will answer here on the Schoolyard Podcast for our segment called Tag, You're It. Tag us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or Twitter at School Specialty and hashtag Schoolyard Tag, You're It with a question that you want answered. One question will be selected per episode to be answered by our featured guest and myself. And if your question is chosen to be answered on the podcast, we'll send you a very special Schoolyard Podcast t-shirt. Class dismissed.